I don't know. It's just like weird comments, but mm. yeah, it's weird because like in elementary school, I'd always wanted to be like all the other kids with like lunchables and like sandwiches and stuff. And now I think back on it, I'm like so bland. <laughs> <laughs> like I would do anything to like have my mom like pack me like all of our cultures food again to school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, how did, how was that growing up in kind of like those predominantly white areas or maybe? Because there's a lot of, like, if you watch if you watch the first couple episodes of Fresh Off the Boat, right? Even though it's commercialized, but still, just you can you can relate because a lot of our food has like the shrimp paste or the or the like the fish sauces, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so how did that? Because we, I mean, to be honest, in Hawaii, like, it's hard to even tell from what culture this food is from, and so going back to plantation days it was literally all of the asian immigrants that came that created the whole concept of the bento box lease in hawaii of like rice from japan and then noodles from china and then there was like chicken adobo from philippines and then there was like portuguese sausage or whatever it was right and it was literally like this so we have so many asian identified cultures in hawaii that we really didn't have that experience of like because everyone knew kind of like the main Filipino stuff, like the mainstream stuff like Pancit and, and Lumpia and all that stuff. And then most people knew some of the Japanese stuff and Chinese stuff. But it, I think there was, at least when I was growing up, there wasn't a huge uh, population of, or at that time, there wasn't a lot of like, so I didn't know a lot of Southeast Asian stuff. So like Vietnamese or Cambodian or um, even when you get into like Hmong, right? Of like, what is what is this like culture made of? And or what does this represent? Like, how how did these people come about? And so, what were their struggles? And so, like, we knew kind of, like, the main stuff in Hawaii, but um, we never had that experience in school because everyone smelled the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. It was more of the opposite over there. It was, like, some of the, the kids who were maybe from military families or, like, uh, there were some white kids in school that were, like, oh, what is that smell? So, mm-hmm. they were, like, they were, they were treated kind of like how a lot of these students here mm. that are part of we call them students of color and we're, we're called people of color up here right in the on the mainland is what we call it and so what was that experience like to grow up in that in this kind of society where not everyone knows kind of like these food smells i mean this is food in general like because there there's a lot of pungent smells and a lot of like very strong smells where you did you feel like you were marginalized in school because of that or did you feel like um, people didn't like students didn't want to sit with you because of like maybe what your parents had packed you for lunch and all that stuff. My mom didn't pack me lunch, um, <laughs> so I had like regular like school lunch. Mm-hmm. Um, did you guys have like a lot of like a lot of like weebs in high school? Like, oh yeah, <laughs> like yeah. they were like I don't know. I had like there's these people who are like low key obsessed with like the Japanese like cute food and uh, like yeah that's not yeah. Vietnamese food we don't cut our <laughs> right <laughs> like I don't like I'm like yeah. I hate to disappoint you but I don't cut my apple into a bunny like, yeah <laughs> like oh my gosh you don't make a panda out of a rice bowl yeah yeah no I, I eat it that's what yeah. I do with it literally before I answer David's question I have a memory of like going to Fubon which is like a giant Asian supermarket in Portland and they have like a bakery in there I forgot what it's called I think it's called Mayana Bakery and there's two obviously kind of 
weed people who went into there and they were so excited they oh had like God. cosplay on oh, like yeah. cameras out like they were so they're like this is so uh-huh. and <laughs> i was just like there with my mom about yeah. like any asian thing they're i know just, like oh my and i'm like calm down they're like so cute it's kawaii. 20 and i was just like <laughs> it's 2020 stop cosplaying yeah. asian grocery stores yeah <laughs> i was like, like i was like i'm here with my mom like i'm just here like just asian shy. people exist <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, if you didn't know, we exist outside of anime. <laughs> yeah, but to answer David's question, I think, like, as a kid, I was so embarrassed about the smells and the food, but now I, like, have a sense of pride in it where I, I, I'm just like, y- y'all are missing out. Like, mm-hmm. why should you be, like, so, like, off-put by, like, something, like, such a gr- great flavor that, like, you could just, like, learn to like slash, like, get more exposure to, like, different kinds of foods. Yeah. My mom hates our neighbor <laughs> um so she like low-key like every couple of times she's like threatened to like just like cook fish sauce like outside <laughs> and just be like because like this neighbor will call the police on anything and she's just like i swear they're gonna call the police on my fish sauce and oh i'm gonna like keep god. doing it until they do. Wow. And I'm like, oh my god it's, it's like food terrorism <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. What was the age when you were, like, I guess more comfortable with bringing, um, like, your food to school and all? I think probably, like, almost the end of high school is when mm-hmm. I fu- pro- finally was, like, you know what? Y'all are just missing mm-hmm. out. Like, mm-hmm. there's so many flavors to try and so much to explore. And it's, like, there's no reason to, like, s- stay on, like, peanut butter jelly sandwiches forever <laughs> when there's so much more out there. Yeah, so I have, like, a lot of pride in it. And I'm, like, at least I'm tasting more things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Were you guys ever, like... Like verbally, like like at least with with um like your classmates or um, um, people in like high school, like they ever asked about the food or like were they all just like um stayed I, away? Or? I think there was like some. I brought like a Chinese like kind of like vegetable stew, mm-hmm. and like someone came up to me and they're it didn't even it was just stew too. It wasn't mm-hmm. even anything like super like out of the. Or, or anything yeah so they just like came up to me they're like what is that mm-hmm. like is that like soup like is that like a dish of like your people or and i was just like dude like this is like stew this is stew <laughs> like this is soup it's not even super like mm-hmm. yeah well it was funny because in, in my school my school my high school was pretty diverse um and we had i, I a lot of the students there didn't really have um money in order to like buy school lunch so there was this program that was brought in where basically like you could get the school lunch for like super cheap it was like a dollar or something um lots of students their parents didn't like had to constantly work so their parents didn't like take that extra time to try to make them like a homemade lunch of like their whatever culture they come from Mm -hmm. um but those people who were able to bring like the food of their culture um especially if they were asian a lot of people weren't necessarily like you what is that because a lot of mm-hmm. people were just like as long as it's asian food like it's good so if people ever walked up to someone they'd like ask them can i try this mm-hmm. um they would say can i try this mm-hmm. they might ask like what is in it but they were always willing to try it but other people who are either like ethiopian or or who came from like some middle eastern or arabic country or like even if i brought food people would always be like what is that but they were always kind mm-hmm. of like hesitant about it because they mm-hmm. didn't know exactly what it was they thought it was weird what it looked like um 
so I think even though like Asian food at times, especially like when we were in high school or like younger, people were like, ew. I think now people are starting to be like more, they're, they're a lot more aware of different Asian foods now mm -hmm. and like it, lots of people do like eating it. So um, I do think that it's like, it's, it's starting to become like more and more appreciated and more and more liked. And so at mm -hmm. least in my high school, and especially cause there's lots of different restaurants around my high school too. So people were able to try different Asian foods. Um, the Asian food they were fine with, but like other foods they were like, mm, I don't know what that is. Mm -hmm. that's, at least that's what I saw in my high school. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I think we're doing much better at least within the media. Like we're, we're like, like having shows or like, like um, that, yeah, just we're having shows that display more of like, like <laughs> Asian food and becoming more popularized now. Like with two other boys that, the Yakult, mm. how oh, it was yeah. just popularized mm. like after they saw it on the show, like oh, everybody's just buying Yakult now. And mm -hmm. I think even right now too, like with Parasite, everybody's buying like the Chat Getty <laughs> and the, oh, the yeah. Korean noodles now and they're trying to make it. Cause I visited Rice and, Rice and Spice the other day and then I asked I asked the lady that works there's like, oh yeah, that's very popular. Everybody's like buying it and stuff now. <laughs> so like, and like, yeah, like I think, yeah, I think media is like in a great place right now where like it's being more popularized and accepted too, so. Like, yeah, multiple people are trying it and things like that, too, so. I think going back to, I guess, the, the subject of this podcast is, like, mm -hmm. how do you, so at, at, at its current state, how do you feel like you're represented on campus? Mm -hmm. Like, are there still concerns, like, um, or, or I mean, Corvallis in general, right, of, mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. do you feel like that's a, a good representation of you or what um i think what what would your ideal situation be i mean granted we can't we can't charge any department or any university to like we need this and so we're gonna have it but i just feel like it doesn't do anybody justice to just complain about it without mm -hmm. offering solution and mm -hmm. so I think, do you all have solutions on, or at least some steps that could be taken for you to feel more like some of the food can start to represent who you really are? I had a the question actually similar to that. Um, basically where like, cause I haven't heard many students outwardly complain about like, I want something to be changed or different. I've heard lots of students complain about just the food in general here is not good, or like the pho is not good, the curry, all the curry tastes exactly the same. And so more so like how would we get students and especially students who are trying some of these different like dishes for the first time, how do we get them to realize like this food is not prepared the way that it should be prepared? Um, or like, how can we get students to be thinking about your your culture is not actually being represented properly with the food that's being made um, so that we can get students to the point of thinking like, well, how, in a way, like I should care about this mm -hmm. and how am I going to push towards this becoming a change because I, I especially think that changes are mm, more well made if like the students speak out against mm -hmm. it but like I haven't seen or like heard of any students like trying to get together and like making a movement so like how would we make students aware of this issue more and actually think that it's an issue and like 
push towards something getting fixed. Uh -huh. um, so funny that you brought, I'm um, not funny, but it's interesting that you brought that up because I have a meeting tomorrow with, so I was approached by the Vietnamese Student Association okay. and they had con some concerns about what was re being represented as pho, right? Mm. Uh, in one of the locations on campus. And uh, what I told them was the only way that change is going to happen is if students start that. Mm -hmm. And so um, the Office of Institutional Diversity actually started from a student speak out back in 2016, I believe, or 25th, uh, 2015 or 2016. And so it was from the students, right? The students made that happen. And so President Ray created the Office of Institutional Diversity hired a chief diversity officer, and that's the reason why we have that office. And so what I I said to these students is like, the only way that change is gonna be made is if you as the students come forward and say, we don't feel like this is represented. And um, I think one of the ways that can, that can spark some change, and not really change, it's more of, I think labeling is a huge, a huge issue, right? It's like, a lot of the things should be labeled, this is Vietnamese inspired, this is Japanese inspired, mm -hmm. this is Filipino inspired. You shouldn't call it Filipino unless you're 100% sure that there is a, either a Filipino chef or like you learned, you went to the Philippines and you learned it and you know for sure like this is the process of the main thing. Like you can, you can do fusion, like I'm all about fusion, but if you don't understand the concept of the original aspect of it, then what are you fusing? Like you're just fusing what you're used to and trying to sprinkle in whatever that you that you think oh i can make this filipino or i can make this vietnamese i can make this japanese because i think i know this is what it's like sorry we can't put soy sauce on everything like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. there's different <laughs> there's different vehicles to use it and then what are you combining with that soy sauce is it vinegar is it sugar because it's a totally different dish right um so if you I think if it's labeled like vietnamese inspired noodle dish i think it wouldn't be such a huge concern and i think that's what the students actually put in that um in that complaint online was just i think you should call this vietnamese inspired noodle soup and um, they had just a lot of concern about like this is literally if you went to a restaurant and ordered this dish you would not get this this is totally um this mm -hmm. is totally not what this dish is supposed to be right I feel like that's really sad, though, to have to like get to the point uh -huh. where you would just call this is a Vietnamese inspired noodle dish. Like, what is that supposed to mean? What is it to, like? I I Abstract. want to know what it's supposed to taste Abstract like. Dish. You know, uh -huh. so like, it's like you don't want to go in and be like, I want pho, but all I'm gonna get is a Vietnamese inspired noodle dish. Like, that tastes no. like water. Yeah, right? It's like you should have just ordered a cup of water. I might as well just buy like maruchan or something, a cup noodle, and then just make it myself. Definitely has sodium in it. Yeah. yeah. Two thousand milligrams. I think that's how like my mom would describe me. I'm Vietnamese inspired. Not really. Oh, Vietnamese. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Actually, can I answer your question before? Yeah. Oh, yes, yeah. yes, yes. I think, I guess in terms of, like, um, the question you've asked, um, uh, at least, I don't know if this is true or not, but this is just what from my, what I've heard, but um, that, that Asian, uh, or, like, that teriyaki place in, what, what, how was it? It's in, um... <laughs> Oh now you're looking it's, at me, and I don't know what you're talking it's, about. It's by, um, <laughs> the, 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 where they oh. made that sushi and stuff. It's at, it's, um... um Oh, I forgot what it's Arnold Dining Hall. Arnold Dining Hall. South Station. Oh, 
or Arnold. Yeah, yeah it was an Arnold. Uh, I f- yeah, I forgot. That makes that makes like the katsu and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I don't like yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> I, from what I've heard though, because well, because we, at least when when I was a freshman still there and uh, like like still going there, I I heard like the 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 workers at that at that place were actually hired like outside like they weren't like workers but then they were like um they were japanese and um like the the university hired them to to like open like their own mm-hmm. food place within within campus mm-hmm. and so like when i was eating there, the food was actually good and like it tasted what it was supposed to be and i think after i left my sophomore year like they 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 weren't there anymore but yet they still kept like the theme of the style of the food and i guess they they knew enough to like like how they made the recipes that it still tasted okay but not as it was before mm-hmm. like i think i think something like that would be like like if if they did that for more for like if if they had like a filipino like place like that within the university where like they hired like an outside like place to like s- somewhat make the food as as accurate as they can be and so that people can really get a better taste of what it's supposed to be other than mm-hmm. than like the university still try like trying to like make it themselves from scratch like without prior knowledge and i think that would be a great way to like get get people to like at least within the students to, like getting the getting like the, the food and everything tastes better within campus mm-hmm. like that too but um. uh, yeah so if I was from UHDS mm-hmm. and I approached, I approached the concerns. Like, mm-hmm. what would be? So I think, I think that idea is great. I I think we also need to think about m- more solution based stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, so if if I were approached by any entity on campus of like, so I heard you had this complaint about not being represented on campus. Like, how do you suggest that we address it? So mm-hmm. what would be your response? <laughs> I mean, I don't want to put you on the spot, yeah, but yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of like, I'm not really, I'm not really about bashing this department, bashing, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, 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 bashing all of this mm-hmm. without having some sort of, some sort of assistance, right? Of mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. these are some of the Filipino chefs I know in the area. They're mm-hmm. Seattle. Like, is there a way that you could fly these people in mm-hmm. to teach your cooks mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on how to do it? So even if you don't have someone who is Filipino on staff. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. what, I guess, so what other solutions would you think would be beneficial so that you could at least feel comfortable that, okay, they're on the right path of mm-hmm. creating this on campus? Mm-hmm. I guess, yeah, in terms of, like, that, probably, yeah, more, like, more collaboration with, like, the the um, clubs and, like, on um, the ethnic clubs here on campus, to, you know, so that they can have, like, a better... representation of the foods here on campus as well Mm -hmm. uh i don't know what else but like yeah i think i think that they can even get people from like portland right because there's restaurants where they actually do make the food like correctly and they can even get people from like local or they can even like there's videos out there and like documentaries where like people explain like how you make certain dishes and things like that like they can have them like watch those (coughs) documentaries i don't know like even if it has to be something simple or easy just mm-hmm. something other than just trying to make mm-hmm. it somewhat close to like how you envision what the food would taste like so if i if so if you i mean let's just put a scenario out there right so okay. if you caught wind that the restaurants on campus were actually trying to follow like so they they brought in someone literally at like four in the morning to start making the broth and it still turned out 
not to your liking, what would your response be to that? Mm. Honestly, this is, I don't know if this is will answer your question, <laughs> but um, it's almost just like, for me, I was like, why don't you choose something easier to make? <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 like my family, like the only person in my family is my grandma who can make pho. Like, you know, I understand how hard it is, you know? And like, but there's like a lot of like, there's a lot of like Vietnamese dishes that are easier to make. You know what I mean? So like, mm-hmm. if you want something that's Vietnamese inspired, choose the, <laughs> yeah. one of the easier dishes to make that's, uh-huh. you know, I don't know, that's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. But like, <laughs> I think like include us in the conversation and co- consult with us before it's even an issue and maybe just choose something easier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But other than that, I don't know. Honestly, I feel like, like even like because alumni like that do graduate here i feel like if like like if they do open up restaurants or like have connections like like we like the university holds like like a whole a huge connection with alumni too and so i feel like even even like like something like that if they heard that the university is trying to have a better representation of their type of food that they would be willing to help too so, so maybe collaboration with alumni association yeah yeah like I really mm-hmm. really dig deep within the alumni association like hey we really see this as a problem on campus and mm-hmm. are you do you have anyone in your network that mm-hmm. that can come in and i mean we're not asking anyone to follow everything mm-hmm, that anyone mm-hmm. says because that's just not realistic mm-hmm, but at the mm-hmm. same time is like if if the effort isn't made i think uh, you all as students feel like you're not so i mean at least for me as well like if if someone puts in the so going back to my own question right Mm -hmm. of like if they i agree that you should probably pick a simpler dish if you can't execute it but for me if if someone was scheduled at four o'clock and consistently starting to make broth you could you could definitely tweak that Mm -hmm. it's easier to tweak that but if you're not even doing that work like if you don't understand that it takes eight to ten hours to do a nice broth especially for pho like even ramen like you shouldn't be doing chicken broth base. You should be literally roasting bones and you need to boil that stuff for a long time. Like mm-hmm. that's what good ramen broth is. And so if you're not doing that stuff, if if students aren't seeing that and you and I I've heard a lot of uh, just in my throughout my career of like we can't please everyone, but I'm just like that's really that's a I think that's a cop out at yeah. times mm-hmm. because if you're not making the effort to even be close to that or to be close to what students who identify that way. So just because we're on a majority campus that maybe isn't API or maybe isn't uh, minorities, right? So we're gonna, we've all been marginalized in our life uh, when you come to the mainland, right? And so you're telling these students and these uh, adults of color that You've been marginalized your whole life and we can't please everyone so you're going to be marginalized again with this food because we don't have the time to research it we don't have time to execute it correctly so we're going to feed the majority and tough Mm -hmm. you know tough Mm -hmm. and and so i think i think that mentality i don't know if that is the mentality but i just think that Mm -hmm. uh people of color in general i think especially in this state if you know the issue of the state of oregon has been very we've already had to endure a lot. And so if you hear that kind of stuff, that really just doesn't help at all. Like, don't you want to at least 
come close to being okay like if you have the accept it, like we can accept it right we can accept this cuisine like okay i can see how this this can identify as fall or as filipino food but to not have any any students be like oh yeah i want to go back there or like oh that was really bad i mean that to me is is just a red flag of like mm-hmm. why <laughs> and if students who come here have to pay for a meal plan and then that's what and if you're especially if you're filipino or you're vietnamese or if you're japanese and like this is what i'm getting it's not even done correctly or like i don't have any i have no leeway because i'm tied to this meal plan i have no leeway i have to spend my own money that so i've already paid for this meal plan but now i have to spend my own money to go outside of the university to buy this cultural food that i want to eat because it's done correctly right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i think um, that's the that's one of the the issues that i see with it mm-hmm. is just not not having the do you think we have time for one more question um yeah sure i guess like i'm just like before like i make it you know what i mean (laughs) do you think like the price matches like because you know sometimes when you get something (laughs) and you're like it was five dollars you know (laughs) like i'm just wondering do you think the price on campus matches like the kind of like overall effort that uhds is putting (laughs) in their food like i'm just like wondering because sometimes like i don't want to like you know buy like if something's like you know what I mean? Like, if it's uh-huh. kind of just like, because, you know, like you said, if we do hire someone to come in at 4 a.m., you're going to have mm-hmm. to raise the price uh-huh. to accommodate. Uh-huh. I think, I'm not going to speak to, like, what other departments on campus price. I, I just think that if you're not, if you're not getting, getting the thing, like, the, the dish that you want, um, no matter, I think the, <laughs> my barometer that I use is really, what can I get outside of at a restaurant that specializes in this? Is it worth that price? Um, when we work with universities and so even in my program, right, we're built to we're built to charge to cover our expenses, and so like, that's what most food service does is that you're paying for the labor of everyone that has to have a impact on this food, and um, so that yeah, if someone comes in at four a.m., I think it would impact the price as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think, I think if it's not being done correctly, I don't know. Like I don't know. That's like a. That's one of those things where inflation comes into play because all the goods are getting every year gets raised, right? And mm-hmm. overhead, so you pay for all the electricity and all the gas and all the water, and then your your people power you have to pay all of the workers, right? And so, mm-hmm. I don't know if there is this this sweet spot of price. Um, but I, but I think if you if you take care of the root of the problem, which is you all don't feel like it's a good representation of your particular identity, then it's it doesn't really matter how much it is because you're not going to pay for that because you don't feel like it's a there's enough effort that went into it that I'm going to pay this amount. Like mm-hmm. so to give you that background of like what everyone what restaurants have to pay for so that you have context of that. Um, but if we're going to the root of what this whole podcast is about is like literally is is the effort enough for me to even pay for this stuff that i see mm-hmm. um, and unfortunately freshmen don't have a choice right mm-hmm. because if you're required to live on campus and some of these things happen at the the dining centers there is i i think sorry to add more questions but <laughs> so since you all all work really 
work out of like this this social justice lens like how do you feel about freshmen needing like you're required to live on campus and say you have a family that are coming that are like younger than you that are freshmen and they're they have to eat at the dining centers or they have to spend their own money so like from a social justice lens like how do you how does that make you feel that you don't you already don't feel that the food maybe is not representing you correctly but now you have to as a freshman like Mm -hmm. what what things pop up in your like in your mind of like this is this is pretty this is unreal because i have to eat here because that's what my parents paid for right Mm -hmm. and i and i'm not getting the same type of cuisine that i'm used to and so yeah Mm. i just i'm curious what I used to work at UHDS, so I'm like, a, like a, I'm on the front desk. So I wasn't even in the food section. I was like on the front desk where I heard all the complaints, like really going a long rant about the pricing of UHDS and the waste and inefficiency. So, but for me, like the first thing that comes to mind with that question is like sometimes I feel like choice is often like another way to like further marginalize people. So I feel like it's just. It, it almost feels like another like marginalization tactic is like not giving us that kind of choice and like freedom to choose. Mm-hmm. I get. I think there was a group of students that stopped by the APCC that um they were they were trying to get um more information or at least like like a, a poll on like if people would um pay more money to get um food more available at a later time like. Cause we have we have the food to you delivery like past past nine right but even then I, like their their thing was like students are still hungry past twelve because they close at twelve, mm-hmm. but then um, out of like I asked them like and and a couple students in the APCC like like if you guys are willing to would you even pay more for like a food service beyond that time and then they said yeah like yeah definitely and so I feel like if I if and going back to like the food pricing too it's like if if I was like able to have a food like like the cuisine that I want and like for it to taste how I want it to taste and I I'd be honestly willing to pay more for that too and if the, the university mm-hmm. could provide for that and and then again like like I I think it's a win win situation too because if you have a, a f- the food that like better represents like the the culture and cuisine like and the fact that it actually tastes as good people are gonna start going there more right and like the university. And, and makes more money eventually so like i mean just try you know like if mm-hmm. if you really want it to be successful i think so mm. yeah and that's it okay cool. should we wrap up <laughs> yeah. okay cool who wants to do the outro <laughs> i can i okay <laughs> uh what do you want me to mention let me just thank david for mm-hmm. his time and being here and yeah just whatever you want to say <laughs> okay all right well that's all that we have for today thank you david for coming yeah, talking you. my pleasure yeah telling us about everything that you have an opinion on everything that you would like changed mm-hmm. um i definitely hope that people listen to this and get inspired mm-hmm. um or sparks like a discussion within themselves their own like thoughts about this mm-hmm. and even if you guys have opinions too please like like write down and like what you think like what we could do and on campus and like so if, if you want like changes made on campus or if your food are like not represented as well like what what you guys think could you, you could do or how we can tell the university to like make those changes yeah leave mm-hmm. it in the comments or um like vsa like it was mentioned vsa was um talking about how they would want fud changed or other foods 
um, contact VSA or contact like the APCC and let us know about anything else that you'd like to see different. Um, but also make sure to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, um, our YouTube channel for everything else that we post on there. Um, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>